So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Match Beatty alongside my ticket pad in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And at the time of this recording here, this is the uh, October the 30th. So, technically, this is what you call, uh, well, I mean, the evening or night. I think this is what you call Devil's Night, whoever it is, leading up to Halloween. I just thought I'd just mention that. So, um, yeah, sorry for the. No, it's the night of. This is either it's, it's tomorrow's All Souls and then All Saints, or it's today's All Souls and tomorrow's All Saints. I forget how the the, the world how it is work. Yeah, I I, I forgot. Because like my, my very my very Catholic family would have tell me you know off the top of their head, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh my 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 you know superb fandom in all things horror would have been able to answer that question, right? But right. right. I, I, yeah. You know, I guess we kind of sell both of ourselves out, right? But yeah. anyway, so so point is, guys, unfortunately, we don't have, you know, a a horror film to talk about, per se. Right. Uh, not, not even a Black Sheep review this year, though, but um, well, we do we have, have two have shows that kind of, kind of, kind of fit in the horror genre, but in a, in a totally different way, though, you know what I mean? Uh, so those shows will be um, Titan or Titani, or however you want to pronounce it. It's French. It's a French film. Um, and Lam. This is an <laughs> Icelandic film, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah we 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 doing two films straight out of out of Europe, man. Right. Yeah, so. uh, both have been hitting the the film um, circuit scene. Uh, they've been creating a lot of buzz, especially the first one. Um, well, the first one in particular, a lot of people like uh, e-, e critic. Uh, has been calling it the most shocking film of 2021. So when I right. see that, I was like, I, I, I kind of need to see this for myself. And then when I heard bits of what the premise was about, about I was like, wait, what? So, yes, yes uh, I'll confess I went in with a bit of knowledge as to what the story is about, right? But um, as for Lamb, however, I just saw a trailer and it looked delightfully weird and messed right. up. But uh, yeah, and I did nothing about it. Yeah, these are good both films. I'm really glad I went in as blind as I could with it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just don't go, go in as blind as you could. See what it is. Wait for the surprise. Um, it's that kind of unfortunate. I, I really wish people didn't sh- shock value me into, into hyping it up too much. Um, especially the first film, though. Especially yeah. Titanic. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I really didn't... I was kind of annoyed by that because now... Anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we will talk about it, right? Uh, Ricardo, you will talk about uh, Blue Bayou. Um, sure. I've heard the title, you know, show up a few times as far as, you know, VOD releases, but I have right. no clue as to what it's about. Um, also, you will talk about the series premiere of Star Trek Prodigy. This is the sure. uh, um, latest animated series in the Star Trek universe. It's yep. the first one, um, <clears throat> you know, geared towards kids, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. this one, yeah, this, this skews quite young, I would argue. Um, right. Between ages, you know, it's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. So yeah, you know, you're right. right. Um, and also, um, a TV series, or I should say, I think it's the first three episodes, if I'm not mistaken, or four, of a new sci-fi TV series called Invasion. Right. Yeah. Right. right uh, so you talk about that. I, I, I've been given. I've been really given Apple TV the, the benefit of the doubt, you know, in terms of their production production value. But you know, they they, they sometimes do a good job. Other times, they kind of underwhelming me. Um, so far, they haven't really done anything truly great other than um, Fall Mankind. and uh, um, Which I need to watch. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I need to watch it. And then, of course, Ted Lasso. And, uh, you know, you get a couple decent movies like that. That World War II movie with, with Tom Hanks. That was pretty good. Um, Central Park, I thought, was pretty good. But it didn't, you know, in, in, in selling me, selling me too, too much yet. But so we'll talk about this, if this going change my mind like if i'm gonna really like invest in apple tv at some kind of consistency in my life because like right now 
tell us certain set of only in terms of streaming shows that are about two or three that really now I kind of can't do without, unfortunately. Like, I kind of stick with them, kind of stick with Disney Plus, kind of stick with, with Netflix in my head, and I kind of stick with HBO Max at this point. Um, but I'm not sure if Apple TV is going to be on these, these stick lists, it's it not there. And you know, again, again, the feeling that I'm not going to be renewed for Christmas, but we go find out. You're right, right, right. And uh, last but not least, speaking of streaming platforms, uh, I will talk about Army of Thieves. Uh, this yep. is the second installment in the Zack Snyder's, uh, Zack Snyder's, sorry, Army of the Dead franchise, which is funny because, you know, just a few months ago, we had the first film, Army of the Dead, <laughs> which we which we covered here on this program, right? So, um, you know, surprise, surprise, hey, we get a prequel, actually, right? And it right, actually right. Yeah, know, they, centers they, they on kinda, one of the characters. Right, they strongly it. hinted at that with the Army of the Dead thing. It's like, oh, yeah, he clearly is something that you could have built from. Because that felt like that, right? It just like, oh, it, it's all a bunch of information that you kind of, if you're key enough, you would probably want to find out about them. And then they, they announced this guy was getting his own show. And he's like way too funny and charismatic and seen ste- stealing to like not get something. Um, exactly, and, and this this guy whose name I am not even gonna try to pronounce right now, or even when I actually share my thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, he is um, both the you know act, well lead actor, I should say, and director. I didn't even know that okay. till after. Okay, okay, like, okay, oh shit, right. you okay, okay. you direct okay. this? Okay, okay, okay. 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 I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, so I know, right? So you know, so 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 props to to Zack Snyder man for for giving him for giving him that um that okay man to you know to 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 film this right. So yeah, I will I will end the show off with my thoughts on Army of Thieves, right? Yeah. Uh, but to begin, uh, Ricardo, this is your time, your segment, so you uh sure. you could talk kick things off with Star Trek Prodigy, sure. uh, go into um Invasion. And right. then we, you know, as we, well, you know, we, you could kick off the movie section, as to say, with Blue Bayou. So, Ricardo, take it away. Star right. Trek Prodigy. Yeah. So, um, Star Trek Prodigy is in the future post the events of Voyager, right? So, main character, character called. Uh, Dal- I could just ask a question, right? As as sure. a as a still as a newbie to the world of Star Trek, do right. they inform you that this is set? after um voyager is it that not you not have really. to look well, at you have to do to something or pick up on some yeah well law it's, it's, or something for you to yeah no, it's it's kind of it's kind of implied like strongly implied that it should be and well you learned you learned they, they show a simple they reveal something at the end of the first episode that was in the trailers that will make you think um it's after voyager so i thought it was a, a lot further in the future than voyager but from what i understand it's only about five years after voyager returned to earth um in the in the storyline so that's i don't know the 20 2380s or so, right? Again, if you're a Voyager fan, you'll be like, all right, okay. Uh, yeah, it's about five years after the the end of Voyager. So that is the, the timeline you're working with. Um, yeah, so the main character is called Dal. Um, he is of a supposedly unknown species. They never say what it is, and they kind of make it make a deal of him, people not knowing what his species is, right? He's this, like, plucky main character type who snarky, I won't shut the fuck up. And, you know, he's one of those types, right, where he just... Yeah, always is a quip, quip, quip machine, good, you know, hero, protagonist type character. No? And basically, he have to be like stuck on this asteroid, kind of prison mining colony kind of thing. Um, characters around, I think, 17 years old, like at least I see the, 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 you know, 16 or around 16 years old. I, I always got the sense he felt like about a 15 to 16 year old character um, to, you know, as in the reference point for you know, what our audience is member, what our, the protagonist tends to be for these audience members. And basically stuck on this asteroid, trying to get off 
girlfriend trying to make sense of the world. Um, he don't want to escape. I'm basically true meeting another character who's the daughter of the fellow running the, the, the mining colony, who's this big mysterious bad guy. Uh, like a, a bunch of robots and like bots type, you know, creatures running around the place, running the place and, and basically just, you know, running the show and whipping people into place to make sure they, they do the job. And then you have uh, a Tellerite who's like this, um, well, that's a, that's a race apparently. Cause it don't look like a Tellerite to me, but whatever. Uh, it's like a mechanic character. So that's supposed to be like the engineer. If we, if we, I think the character name is Jankam or something like that. It have a character called like an energy-based life form that inside like a containment suit kind of thing inside. And they used to use it to control other people. Like it is hypnotized people. And then it have like a rock, like a rock creature. Like yeah, the characters growling and whatever it is. But when it got on the ship, they, it started speaking, shouting like a, a young child, like, you know, like an eight-year-old child. And it's them, there's all this, this ragtag group who have to, who found basically a ship, right? This something called the Protostar. And it's basically like this super advanced ship that could fly about. And they have to escape. And that's basically the storyline. So they, they, they had to interrogate the character and he was digging in the asteroid to find the ship. So the ship lost for some reason and crashed. And the end of the first episode it is when they they you know muddled their way to escaping and then you know the two main characters which is dal and gwen you know they kind of will they won't they kind of romance kind of thing going on they, they kind of kidnap her because she's helping out she father kidnap reca recapture all the others because but he was already looking for the ship they escape right because she kind of want to escape too because she already trust what the father have to say and the father apparently is the only person who nobody federation and well she as a character she know to she could translate a bunch of people um and then the medusan character could read minds apparently so they, they're using that to communicate and make sense of each other and then they escape at the end of the first episode and then the her father had a chase after her. the big conceit at the end of the first episode is that janeway shows up somehow as a hologram so a hologram version of janeway comes in and basically talking to them to make sense of what they're going on and that's pretty much it it's just a full so I only watch the first episode and watch the second episode. Uh it's fine. Like it's it's it kept my attention for the first, you know, that first episode. Right. It's not it's not that long. It's it's the only thing I kind of don't care about in storyline so far is really the main character, Dal. He's a little too obnoxious, he's a little too quippy for my liking. But whatever, it's fine. That that kind of stuff is work for some people. It personally doesn't really work for me. I find he just talk, he's talk too much shit. Like that's my problem. I find he's talk too much. Too much, a little too much of a dub ass. You know, he's just the captain character that's trying to be the star boy character and they make it a little too obvious. And it doesn't seem to be setting up anything like interesting in terms of like a moral arc or anything like that. The only thing they're trying to set up clearly is, well, what kind of species he is and why is he an unknown species, right? For some reason, he might be the last of his species. We don't know, right? He doesn't know his own species name. No one seems to know. And they, they're clearly setting that up for, for something, for, for whatever payoff, hopefully. And that's pretty much it. It's... It's okay. So, how to describe this in terms of like from a construction pr production standpoint? It's clearly designed for much like our discovery. I always felt was for to, to rope in bunch of mainstream people who are not familiar with Star Trek, and then like they will me. right. <laughs> it's designed for the, you know the person who hey you don't know about Star Trek, but you probably watch them J.J. Abrams movies and you probably like those. So here's more of that kind of even though and it's not necessarily consistent or, or at least to, to, to a whole section of the fan base who kind of toxic. They're not consistent with the rest of the material, but that doesn't matter because we're here to entertain you, and that's the idea. This is the same thing, but for kids, right? It's it's if you remember a show on Nickelodeon back in the way back in the day called Space Cases. Anyone knows what that is? 
It's a really old show. Back in the day, Jewel I State. Remember, got a, I, I heard about it, but I yeah, Jewel never State, saw it actually. Yeah, Jewel State got a big break on it. It had the Black Porridge on it. Basically, it's that. It feels like that. It's just a bunch of uh, ragtag group of kids. They get lost for some reason or the other. And it's just they bouncing off each other and being snacky and quippy because it's Nickelodeon. And snacky and quippiness is apparently impress young, mostly white kids, right? You know, teenagers and tweens. That's the aesthetic. Yeah, that's it. It's clearly designed for that crowd. And for the most part, I I, I wouldn't be kind of person I would agree like this. Because it in terms of sci-fi, it's still solid stuff. It looks good. They, 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 the animation is actually quite impressive, I think. It, it, it's probably, you know, it had that same 3D animation. That, and that's, it's not the same technique of style or animation, but it's it's that same approach that What If does. That, you know, it have that 3D look. But it's not as okay, choppy. Okay. It doesn't feel as choppy as What If, I feel. It moves really smooth. It has that great 3D, 3D aesthetic to it. And yeah, there are a couple like little, little really cool animation moments of the camera like swinging while the character jumping and jumping through. Like it had a part where the character had to move through the bridge in, on the new ship, the new proto starship. And he jumped and the, the whole camera rotate 180 degrees while he was doing it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. Like animation wise and the look at it. And the, so the, like the vision and whoever, all the direction stuff is like quite impressive in terms of animation perspective. Voice acting, quite good. I, I'm enjoying all of it. Um, you know, characterization could use a little work, but again, I only watch the first episode, so I know the, you know, hopefully within, within the first season, they'll make sense of everything and make it work. It's for kids. It's, it's the idea is to introduce a bunch of people to the Trek universe via these characters, because none of these characters understand what the Federation is, right? All of them kind of grew up in, in this prison planet. They don't know freedom. They don't know, like, these ideas of, of, having self-determination and all the, the stuff for the promises that the Federation will put in. And the idea is, I think, the idea is to install those values to these to these characters and have them to show, yeah, yeah you know, the rest of the galaxy have your back, or at least the Federation does. And, you know, that's kind of the proxy for what Star Trek does for a lot of kids, for this current generation. I think that's the idea, right? It's to teach you these values via these characters for, for kids who don't know Star Trek and what Star Trek means for a lot of people. And okay. That's, okay. Yeah, that, that's, how, that's the vibe I get from it and in, in, in terms of what they want to do. And, you know, it works. Can't be mad at any of that. Um, it looks good. Um, as I said, you know, I want to see more. Yeah, I, I dig in it. I'll, I'll follow it. Not bad. All right. Nice, nice, nice. I'll probably wait until it ends and then you could, you know, if you want to, if, or if we get around to it, you could actually, like, give your final opinion on the season. Yeah, at the end of the season. Yeah, at the end I'll give it a look. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the season, we'll we'll get it run through. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll probably I'll probably forget about it until like oh the last episode coming out. Okay, and then I'll like binge it because it is it is bingeable. Like, I'm not bored by it at any point. Like at no point uh, I felt oh this is some bullshit or I I, I kind of find myself on my phone while watching it or nothing like that. Nothing like that. I was I was I was they had me I had me it had me watching on my screen and I'd imagine if it had me watching on my screen and I'm Mister Super Cynical who could get bored of shit super easy. I can imagine some kid who will, 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 you know, who is at least who it's targeted to, um, will enjoy it. All right. Nice, nice, nice. So stick with sci-fi now. Let me just move from animation to live action. Um, sure. Tell me about Apple TV's Invasion thus far. Oh, boy. All right. So again, I, so three episodes apparently have just come out. I decided to just give one a watch. And... Or, or should I tell you, like, watch all three to give a, you know, a, nah, nothing a, like a that. round opinion, you know what I mean? Not at all. All right. So to 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 describe it, it's so it's an envision story. Everything is, it's it starts off with with to describe it. 
um, it starts off with, okay, uh, it's it's some guy in the middle of the desert, and then a piece of, you know, this something crash, and then the guy get get so close to him, and then boom, they're dead. And then you know it sets up more, you know, a town, and the town have a guy who's this this um, you know, sheriff, and the sheriff going through you know, a lot of problems and thinking about the world and it's just character stuff that's not that interesting and it's setting up a premise and, you know, as I said, way too much mystery box nonsense. Way too much mystery box nonsense. It's shockingly unfulfilling, in my opinion. Um, it's a sort of longness and, like, what are you really doing here? And, yeah, I, I'm just not feeling this at all. So, to, to basically, to start with the premise of it, it's, as I said in the beginning, it starts off with um, in in the middle of the desert. I'm, I'm not sure where exactly. Uh, and I don't know, it could be Iran or wherever it is, right? It don't really matter. And basically, it then jumps to this small town in the middle of nowhere, you know, and it's him seeing, yeah, it's him seeing what it is they're doing with the, the, the world, a bunch of weird shit started happening, right? Bunch of weird stuff started happening, and that's it. It's so it's the middle of this tongue. I forget. Oh God, I forget the name of the um the sheriff. But the sheriff is this, um, you know, he's this this typical old white guy who had to go through all his problems in his life, and then they follow a couple, and then they follow, <coughs> sorry, and then they they follow in like his his black you know, black deputy and how they going through with life. And it's just so slow and boring and terrible so far. And okay. it's it, 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 it kinda of sounds like it's about more character driven. Right. They right. But I, they're, they're trying to they're trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah no they try oh, to tries. do that. Oh. They try to okay. do that, but boy it going slow. And a lot of it is a lot of it is oh well the, the children it started with the children all right so a bunch of school children you know start bleeding from their nose for some reason. So people think it's some kind of attack. They're not sure what's going uh. on. And then a bunch of children. Why, why, why had to be nosebleeds, man? Like, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, short hand, right? Quick short hand of how deep yeah. or something is, right? Anyway, the main character, first episode, main character, it, there's something happening in a cornfield and it, there's some weirdness. And then when he go into the cornfield, he start digging into the sand because he might, I think he might be hearing a song. Again, it's some real dumb. Okay, like, it, it's some close encounter to it. Right, to right. Kind of shit. Uh, again, and then yeah. at the end, the end of the first episode, something really quick happens and you didn't see what happened. And you just see, he apparently gets stabbed in the back of his neck. And then something real shuffled into the sand quick and then cut to black. And here's the thing, eh? Ten years ago, I would have tolerated this bullshit. Not <laughs> you, know you mean when Lost was a thing, right? Yes. Yes. Not now. You see this mystery box thing? Enough. That that foolishness, unacceptable nowadays, Jod. Right? It's it's getting people not feeling it again. It gains some terrible ratings and for, for good reason. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to speak about it on the show just to give that warning. Like, I just telling you, no. Guys, you don't need to do the mystery box thing, kiddos. You do not need to do the mystery box thing. Them days over. Them days over. Enough. Mystery box is something that you have to really pay off. And that's the problem. A lot of people, you know, you know, to, to borrow from, I forget the, the name of the woman. But is that meme, right? Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> Cut that shit out. Tell your story. Episode one, set up a premise. Episode one. If it's, if it's set up a mystery, that's fine. But you have to have a payoff. In some way, some narrative payoff. In some way, right? Enough. Cut this bullshit out. You do not. Nobody have time for this. 
this idea of pig TV and oh yeah, I'm gonna watch something and it's all artsy and I'm gonna you know I'm clearly gonna sit down and with my glass of wine and speak about with my friends. Nope, that bullshit done. We done enough. Right, I have way too many better shows that that tell its story had better payoffs immediately from episode one. Like Jesse Shaw was talking about that had a payoff. Sat down, they set up something. They had to get a ship in and out. You learn enough about them. They have a mystery setup, but you you get enough narrative payoff one time. And that's the kids show. This is on Nickelodeon, mm. and it had my attention. The adults not to be tired of the adults trying to be all mysterious and and deep. JJ is the only man who could get away with that bullshit. Enough. And maybe um the show the show we watched the other day Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass was good. A little too slow, but it was good. This and no. the payoff was well. I mean, no man. Well, right. I, I don't want to say the payoff because I'm I, I referring to the finale, right? But I mean, the gist of what it's about was intriguing. right, right. Enough, for the most right? part, right. For the most part, and that because that had way more interesting characters that that actually had you, you know, thinking about what is it trying to talk about. A lot of it is to do with religion. You know, if you're a Catholic, it was like right up medieval Catholic people alley, um, in that sense to talk about. Oh, well, this is what this means and that means and so on, so on, so forth. Right. It's a, it's a Stephen King novel, right? They keep you on your toes. This, no, enough. I, I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, way too much mystery box nonsense. And I start to smell the bullshit from episode one, right? <laughs> so I smell, all I've seen, I watch episode one. I see other people talking about it and, and not feeling it at all. They didn't spoil anything. I still don't know what's happening yet, you know. I will mm. give it a chance and watch a couple more episodes. But all I've seen is I smell the bullshit. This is a warning. All right, moving on. All right, all right. Well, we have, yeah. I see we have 10 episodes. Well, sorry. Yeah, that's, Nine that's more to fine. look forward to. So, that's well, fine. I mean, we have three already, right? But, um, because, because the other show, the other show, which, which, same thing with, we call it, um, that, that set, that set up its premise one time, the payoff, we call it, the show that get canceled. Um, like, why the last man? Yes, yes, yes. You know, great. You know, it set up our premise. It's kind of a shame it got canceled, but that's how you're supposed to set up our premise, episode one. Then yes. a billion mysteries after. Not, a, not this mystery box nonsense from the beginning. That that's an immediate red flag because we yeah that that, 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 that is that is that is from the perspective that you think you're gonna have more than one season. Like you you think yeah. you live in a world where yeah. just a premise alone will ensure that you will yeah. get more than one season, right? Yeah, right? TV, this person still think this is well, the creators are still thinking that peak TV going on, and you'll get a green light because you're sure looking all fancy and looking good because production value wise it looks fine, like it looking okay, like you know set design, all of that stuff, and the camera work and things. It's like, okay, they're looking good. Color correction, you know, the, the usual. The stuff that making this stuff look like a film, right? Quote, right, unquote. right. That well, well I'm looking here now and I've seen that, yeah, well, actually, the creator and director of it is none other than Simon Kinberg, right? right. Director of right. Dark Phoenix. Yep. Red, yep. red flag. <laughs> red, red flag, right. flag. Big red flag. No, I mean, I don't, I don't judge. Like, if I hear you doing movies and you, you turn to the TV, I don't really mind. Um, I don't mind stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, it's what you make, yeah, what you make of it going forward. No. That's why I don't have a problem with that. Movies and, and TVs is two different things. Like, this fella do Prometheus and I hated it. But then turn around and do something brilliant as well now on TV. He's doing his brilliant TV stuff now. Is what we call him Lindelof now. Um, yeah. Lindelof is doing bullshit. But when, it, when it, you do good stuff as we, as we write it to praise it, you know, I, I, still, I, still think, I still think The Leftovers is probably one of the best, best shows of the decade. I really like his Watchmen. You know, yeah, I don't really judge. I don't judge movie to TV stuff, right? It's two different mm. frameworks, right? So right, when, I, right. when I saw Simon King, because like, I know this face, I know this, I know this name. I do the little my IMDb checkup, and I'm like, oh, you do Dark Phoenix. But I'm like, ah, well, I'm going to get a chance. But yeah, that first episode wasn't impressive, man. And I was really not feeling it. 
Anyway. Right, right, right. Well, well, thanks for the warning beforehand. That's, warning, um, that's why I wanted to talk about yeah. it. Not to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe they might, they might, you know, um, retool it. Sorry, not retool it, but kind of go back well, to the drawing board and fix some stuff. It'll be well, before they push out the episodes. Yeah, well, no, but they don't, they don't film. They, I look like they don't film all that shit because again, when they get that vibe of everybody, when they, when they had a mystery box thing, that means it's super confident in what they want. However, yeah, all right, yeah. uh, well, you'll see, you'll see. Yeah, I mean, sorry and, for uh, this past, sorry for this past review, but like, you know, what's that? No, if no, no, no. It's if fine, I don't remember it's this, fine. Yeah, if I don't remember them details, that's a bad side, you know. That's a yeah, red, yeah. red flag. Tell it, you know. that, that, that's fine. Keep it, keep it spoiler free, man. Keep it spoiler right. free. And uh, just to jump into the movies, uh, you know, we will kick things off. Well, you will kick things off, I should say, with uh, Blue by You. Um, sure. I know nothing about this. I just saw this uh, show up in the VOD circles, so that's all I know. Um, right. But yeah, what is Blue by You about? Okay, so the reason I got I got into this is because of the subject matter. Um, somebody talked about it in something in something I was listening to, like a, a either a podcast or some NPR or something, right? And I was like, I heard the director's name, Justin Chun, and I was like, hey, that sounded familiar. And he did a movie a few years back called Gook, and I was like, huh. no, yes, yeah, no, the mere fact no, no, that I, I heard because I I swear I heard it somewhere. Not not the term, of course, the title of the movie, but um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, right, so but it sounds then, familiar. Back then, the mere fact this man decided to call the whole movie Gooke, like, wow, that real, that real dread dude. That man is like, that's like, that's like just somebody just outright calling, using the N-word for the title of your movie. Like, imagine John Peel just say N-word. <laughs> like, that's the name yeah. of the movie. Like, Fun shit. fact, remember when Nas tried that with his right, album? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> they were like, nope, yeah, I'll, no, I'll, you can't do that. So it's, it's that currently thing. called Untitled, right? Right, right. Yeah, like, because the movie, just, you just put the name. And I remember watching it, not loving it. It was, like, solid, but, like, okay. But he was, it, it went on my radar. I was like, all right, this man looking like he's a shock value kind of man. Uh, not really, though, ultimately. Um, I didn't see his second film, but I decided, when this came along, I decided to enjoy, I decided to watch this one. And, uh, well, the, the, the subject matter is what Rook meant it, right? Um, which is the stories about, um, you know, what do you call it? The, the, what are we dealing with in, in Trinidad, which is, uh, people getting deported and naturalized oh, okay. citizenship, and you know that whole immigration issue. And there's a core, to, uh, there's a core immigration issue about people who get who, you know, they adopt the parents, never naturalize, and it have a, a, a lot of loopholes of people who spend their whole life in a country, and then they themselves just somehow still facing deportation, even though they spend the majority of their life like all they know is this country, but yet. They're still getting deported for some reason. And a lot of people find that was kind of bullshit. You know, if you're spending enough, like, 20 years in a country, I think I think it should be naturalized to the country, but whatever. Um, that's what it is. That's what the cause is. So the main, the main character, Antonio, um, he's like he's a tattoo artist. He's living in New Orleans, I think. And he and his he, he wife, I forget the wife's name. She's pregnant. She has a child. I think she's a nurse. And then she, I think, has a daughter outside from, from someone else. Um, daughter name is Jessie. And because of his, he, he had a little bit of a criminal record. Yeah, I forget what it is he did exactly. Um, but he can't, he can't, he can't get work because of that, right? And he got arrested, um, put into ICE custody. So that is our big red flag. And is you may find out that his parents never naturalized him, right? Uh, so now he have to fight for. He had to basically work out what happens if he um he could get deported more or less 
and he can't, he can't come back to the States. And that's his story. And that's his whole life. And it's such a, like, shockingly, like, here's the thing with this, right? It's not similar to, to Minari or something like that, right? It's not pulling at your heartstrings or nothing like that, you know? It's just putting it in the space of somebody who's struggling. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not pulling at your heartstrings. Not trying to do that. Not Oscar Beatty bullshit. Nothing like that. You just have to study what it is, if it, what it is to not be naturalized in a country, everywhere that you know, and how you're going to get pulled out of it. Um, so that's how the story just build its premise. And then he get, he figure out, um, he, he strike up a friendship with somebody, another refugee, the refugee, I think the refugee suffered from cancer, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I didn't watch this, I watched this for a hot minute, so I didn't see it like last night, so I forget any details. Sorry about that. And basically he, um, he decided to, he got tattoo. She, she strike up this friendship with, with, with this girl. And she, I guess she suffered from cancer. They, they, they back and forth. And he just kind of, kind of want, don't want to talk to his adoptive mother about it. He, his, his father was abusive. So like all of those factors come into where he was adopted. He still have no power of the situation. And then the state coming down on him simply because, you know, you get a bad beat when it comes to the police. Right. And yeah, the end, he just straight up, like at the end of the movie, well, I, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but that's kind of what it, that happens. Um, you know, I, I go into the emotions, but yeah, at the end, he just he gets deported, um, sent back to South Korea where he doesn't know any life. Like he was there since 2000 and he gets separated from the and It's just really heartbreaking. They just play it really straight. Like what happens to real life. And at, at the end, they just show all these situations of um, basically adoptee rights, adoptee rights campaigns. That's what it's about. They play it dead straight. Like, this is how it is feel. This is what people have to go through. It don't, really pu- it don't pull it at heartstrings. The music rising and none of that. It don't feel like that, at least to me. It's still good song design or whatever it is. But it don't feel like it does. It feels so normal and realistic. That is why it sold, sold me on this. And it real worked, Jared. Like, this was real hard for me. Like, okay, wow. Okay. It, it, because, again, because of the, the, the realism of it. So I... I no, I only heard about it because of this of our podcast, right? People talking. It's just one of these things that's pop up in my radar. You know, you know, I a big old, big old, you know, big old lefty like me, right? And it pop up in my radar, and I was like, okay, this I want to see what this movie is about. Decided to watch it, and I was like, wow, this is real hard though. And that is why it works, Dred. I thought this was excellent, Dred. This will probably be you know, my best of the year. Um, okay, it's okay. just it's such a human story, Jared. It that's why it works so well. It's very, very grounded, very humanistic. Um, it's not some big sprawling masterpiece or anything like that. It, it reminds me of Mar- Min- Minari a little bit. Like Mar- Minari was just slice of life. Mm-hmm. This yeah, life I is. remember. But it, this time it just plays out in a in a much darker way than that, right? A little more dramatic than that. That was just straightforward slice of life stuff, and then you know. One thing happens and let leads to the other, and yeah, because that that movie went and place that we didn't expect it, it was just kind of normal, right? Which I was fine. It's still well made. Um, this this does the same thing, and I I I I think this Justin Chung fella have a future. Like this man, this man Rolando. Like I, it was just so shocking how, again, I, I keep using this word humanistic. It just gro- how grounded and humanistic the whole thing was. Like wow, it it I mean it could have easily been like on the on the it it feel like one of these filmed documentary things. Like it felt like that at times. Like it just felt, oh, that is that is what has happened to some people, Jared. <laughs> like that is it, and they, they they leave it, they leave it there. 
Uh, but I don't want to sell out the more dramatic moments involving the other characters. Stop somebody, the character I mentioned earlier, who we met, who he gave a tattoo to. That's a, that she, she's a big drama, drama, drama pull moment because they, they must have a thing in it to say, um, you know, you must care about this character. Um, and the reason, here's the main reason I, I hyping up um, Justin Chun. Similar reason I hyping up um, a boy from Minari is that he's not only the star, it's directed and written by him as well. Uh, nice, that's, that's nice. Thing, and that's big sell. I I really thought this was fantastic. Um, rating I'll probably give it a, a high eight out of ten, nine out of ten okay. maybe. Would it was really excellent. I really 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 loved it. Um, again the subject matter is the core of it. Like that's the core. That's the story. Um, so that that's what that's what brought me in. I was expecting that, and that's what happens. Um, because I think the movie was more or less spoiled for me in the podcast, but I didn't even hear about the movie before, so it's not like I was hearing about it. It's just one of these things I was just on the radar. And I, I probably wouldn't have watched it otherwise. And it's only when this this show mentioned it, I was like, okay, I'll give it. And the person like mentioned it offhand. I forget what which podcast it was. Um, it's, I think ninety nine percent invisible or something like that. One of those, right? And I was a judge. I was like, wait, judge, this this was like shocking, way better than I expected to. Um, yeah, uh, but it was it was shot in New Orleans. No surprise there because you know there's guys that are tax exemptions. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, from what I understand, it was made a, a while now. Um, in terms of its final thing. And yeah, it was excellent. Um, they let's play a human story. He he went through the foster care system. He had all this psychological trauma. You know, he had all this, you know, there's a quite higher suicide rate for a lot of these types of people. You know, the idea of adopted kids who not getting get any best care that they should get. And and they, this whole paradigm of in and out of life that's not working out for them. And yeah, they make it work. It's just this film of, for lack of a better term, human detritus. Um, playing through our system and getting sent back to a country that they don't know. Like, that, that is like, had to be the most nightmarish thing, right? And a, a massive source of poverty or whatever it is for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, eight, 8 out of 10, really, really well done. Doesn't pull out your heartstrings from a film, you know, music, you know, you know, contrivance perspective. Just from, from an Oscar Beat perspective. Oscar perspective. Yeah, just the sheer reality yeah. of it is what is better, in my opinion, at least for me. Um, yeah, 8 out of 10, close, closer to a 9, to be honest. But yeah, eight out of ten, really, really good. Rate it. All right, nice, nice, nice. Well, well, thank you for the recommendation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the effort to check this movie out myself. And you know, for we know, hopefully, it may make it to my, um, you know, uh, top list for the year, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, I well, sorry, we will talk about um, probably two of the most unconventional films of 2021 thus far. Um, that would be um, Titan or Titan or Titanium or it would be whatever you want to call it right. and Lamb, right? Um, I will do the synopses for both and, you know, we'll just jump into to thoughts on it, right? Uh, so kicking, kicking things off, sorry, with um, Titan, right? I'm just going to call it Titan for now, right? Um, I will try to keep things as spoiler-free as possible, right? So. Sure. You know, as you said at the very beginning, it's it's best to go into this to both films completely blind, right? Especially this one here, right? Um, especially if you didn't see the, the trailer fit, right? Because thankfully the trailer doesn't really give you too much of, of what it's about, right? So what it centers on, right? It's uh it's a French film, right? It's directed by yeah. Julia Ducournau. Ducour now, if if I got the surname wrong, forgive me, right? Um, I covered her previous, actually her debut feature, uh, Raw, back in 2016. This was right. the early days of BSB Tambili, right? Yeah. I liked it for what it was, though, but um, although I don't remember what I said back then, um, I was a letdown by the end of it. Uh, right. You know, just, well, right. Yeah. So what, what I do remember about that, I didn't understand why the, the sister 
but his sister ended up like that. That is who I couldn't follow. Right, um, right, right. I can only but follow they, that. They, they, they do hint at it at the very end with the, the conversation scene. That's all we right. can say. That, that's part of the ending. Right? Yeah, right, right, but, exactly. um, yeah, but the funny thing is, right, so I was supposed to talk about this last week, but you didn't see it and you wanted to see it, right? So I was like, right, all right, right, this is cool. So we could, I could actually talk to somebody about it, right? Like literally, sure, right? Yeah. Um, so I did not rewatch this movie here, but I did rewatch Raw, right? And um, I actually like grow to appreciate it. No, like I'm still not in love, love, love with it though. But I could understand why people were so hyped by it though. Um, it's a very, very, very well-made film though. A very impressive debut, I must say, from Julia. Um, right. And it really does capitalize on its cannibalistic premise though in a very, very right. smart and provocative way. And that's a word I'm going to yeah, use yeah. for that, this that, review here. Yeah, provocative what made, what, yeah what, what made Raw work is because of that. Because it's not the... It's not just the central conceit, but you find out, like, they reveal information in interesting ways. And then yes, the implication yes. at the end is like, oh, shit, this this, this actually bringing up something really disturbing if you think about it. Like, exactly. Uh, it's, it's it, at least a working implication. And I, I, I really dug that. The ending is great. I love the ending of Raw. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. A, I, I, was, I was about to say, I, I actually do appreciate step. the ending of Raw, too. It's, yeah, it's, that uh, last, it's that very, last shot. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very blunt into the dark humor though but right. it works it totally works right, yeah right. um and really the key of that movie now and the same thing with this movie here is that you have a very compelling um lead character right so in this right. case is a character of alexia right or yeah, yeah well alexia and i'm gonna see the other name in a little bit right and you'll understand what i mean in a little bit right right so without spoiling anything what happens is that we we, we see her at a, at a young age she was involved in a car accident um as a result she has this titanium plate fitted into her head, right? Right. So we cut to years later now, and she's basically like this showgirl. I don't want to say stripper, but this showgirl right, right. basically. Yeah. And like this this really lavish car show basically. Right. So, you know, she's all gyrating and flexing and stuff like that in front of cars and, you know, getting guys' attention. You know what I mean? So it's like right. that, right? And then something pretty weird and fucked up <laughs> takes place right. on that same night. Right. And that results in her becoming pregnant. That's all you'll see, right? <laughs> Right. So well, one thing yeah, if you say, if you say, there's two things happen that fucked up. Like, I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, we, we right. So what we see is that yeah, she she gets pregnant, right? right? Um, and that sort of just messes with her mind though right. in a way that no one will see coming. That's all we'll see. Yes. But along with all that now, because of her just going off now, she runs into this um, this elderly elderly sorry firefighter by the name of Vincent, right? Right. Um, played by Vincent Lindon, right? Um, and he himself, well, you know, he, he he's still married and all that kind of stuff, right? But he is he's, he's going through a, a period of his life, right? You know what I mean? Um, his his son was believed, um, you know, um, lost now, like disappeared now. Um, so through, through some circumstances, sorry. Yeah, uh, Alexia, who now calls herself Adrian, uh, meets right. Vincent, and they form this bond. But, you know, at the same time, there's this pregnancy, but, you know, at the same time now, that is affecting her in a very, very weird and just monstrous way, right? So, yes, uh, jump into the review here. Um, this is yet another um, body horror film, right? Um, and I realize this is a thing that Julia's into, right? She's she's very much into to modern body horror, right? So right. you could tell, yeah, she is probably like a huge fan of David Cronenberg, right? You know, right, right, he's right, like right. the OG when it comes to body, to body horror, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, going into this, right, I just knew bits of the in, of of information about it, right? And the premise of it was just so out there and so messed up. Like, 
even better. We're just gonna stay fucked up. That's really, really fucked up, right? Um, it, it sounds very, you know, how to say it. It, it sounds not even art, artsy or artistic. It just sounds like something depraved, something just insane, right? Right. And somehow Julia makes it just captivating to watch. Like you, you, you sort of, <clears throat> you sort of sickened a bit. Yeah. Right kind of warning where things are going at, right. at many points in the show but she always keeps you engaged right um similar right. to raw this is very 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 well shot um yeah. this is a yeah, just exquisitely made film i must say right uh yeah. of course you know similar to raw there's you know there's use there's there's some really smart usage of light of color and of music as well too right and similar to to raw as well she touches a lot on gender, especially, you know, the, the male gaze. You know, I, I realize like her films are centered on the male gaze. So in this case, it's about how guys look at, at Alexia, how they how they see her, right? Um, you know, being strong, independent, but you know, she's not like the typical, you know, sexy, you know, babe car um individual, right? You know, she right, holds right, her right. own, right? But yet guys look at her in a somewhat sexual manner, right? So right. throughout the show, um <clears throat> her character, or at least her features literally kind of dissolve like in front of her eyes now you know what i mean and even like when you see her there's there's moments where you see her um undressed and she doesn't even look like you know the the you know the the meal fantasy of you know but, what they right, wanted so that's, that's the thing with the, i was i was okay so well i wanted to just finish first but that's the thing about yeah, yeah, it. It, yeah. Kind of plain, it was playing with gender a lot in that yeah way. which but i, I really expect. thought yeah i was really thought but i, I it, that didn't really go anywhere um, to be honest, but I anyway, continue until I'm yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so acting wise, I thought was 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 excellent. Shorty board, um, uh, Agathe Roselle, uh, who plays Alexia, I thought that she was great though. She's she's giving she's given a lot of demanding and punishing scenes, actually. Like, you know, like Julia just literally puts her through the ringer though, you know, what I mean, yeah, throughout the show. Like, there's 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 moments that will make you wince. Moments will make you squirm, you know, I mean the scene what she has to go through. But at the same time, there's there's some moments where you're like, all right, why would you do this? You know, I mean, that, that's that's one thing that the, the show really does. It it kind of shows that you know Alexia is not right in the head, literally, because she does a number of things that just make little to no sense. But what I mean is in terms of, you know, like is the last thing that you would think that the, the character would do to survive. That's all we'll say, right? But it's just done in this really, really bleak dark <laughs> extreme style now. right so it's like you're wondering if you should laugh at it or just be like all right this is just fucked up though, you know what i mean um the direction as to where the story was going um right. caught me completely by surprise and you know like the more i think about to do um it, it 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 works for the most part but there are a few instances where i was like all right you're you're you really think this was like a smart call or like this really needs to be in the show so case in point the, the first third of it like especially like what happens after that night i mentioned it goes into like a completely different direction and i was thinking okay this is the direction it's going but at the end of the day, unfortunately i felt it was just there for shock value it was just there to just kind of get to get a rise out of people to disturb them and then it just goes into this completely different direction where it aims more right. towards drama and you know family drama really. And I was just like, all right, well, it 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 clashes a lot now. You know I mean, just those those um arcs speak those those that that transition I should say really really clashes right. And all through the while, you're just kind of there. Like in my head, I was just thinking it's about you know what happened with the pregnancy and what it's going to lead up to. But it 
not exactly that though. It just really shows her character and how she sees the world. That's all you say. Right. And um, as far as the payoff goes, though, if I have another gripe, though, I don't know I just felt like the payoff wasn't worth it, man. Like you know, like it, it right. just builds towards like, oh my god, this is gonna be something so gross and disgusting. And then when you see right. like, well, not really, and you're wondering was, if it's right. a budget issue or yeah. if it's just what Julia wanted. So I just felt like. I, um, sorry, the the, the um the, the payoff was was a bit of a letdown for me, man. Yeah, I, I kind of you thinking about the journey as a whole, and I understand the journey goes in all different directions, though. But I just felt like that particular point is where you could have just hit audiences in the stomach, literally, right? And it kind of doesn't really do that. It tries to aim for the the heartstrings, but it just didn't hit the mark for me, unfortunately. Right. But yeah, yeah uh, I, Ricardo, take it away. Yeah. I yeah. I. I agree with you i thought this was a little aimless right um i didn't like I, she played with a lot of ideas because i really thought okay they're gonna pay it off by having this or maybe they're gonna do something involving maybe something involving transgenderism or they're gonna do yes. something involving this that and it doesn't really go anywhere or pay off and then the ending it's just a bunch of like well she just kind of want to use special effects and the body horror shock value just to have a payoff for the ending it wasn't that interesting of an ending like i, I yeah. again so now here's the thing, eh? I it's one of these movies I probably have to give a rewatch. You know, it's that and or or somebody in who went to grad school in literature gonna have a, a forty a forty minutes lecture, you know, video essay yeah, and lecture. Yeah, you know, on, you know. Um, and, and what's sort of today though? Because um, I've I've seen a couple of reviews when you know people like real diving in deep and talking about yeah. like the inner meanings and even right. right down to her being pregnant and what that means right. and all that kind of because, stuff. Now. Because it reminds me a little okay. bit of. Okay, remember, I was wondering if it if it if it it was like like something like say enemy where where you're not sure if the person illusion delusional now like because the, the whole thing is about it started with her having this massive head injury and having a titanium plate in her head so I was thinking all right well everything derived from that in terms of delusion like is is a kind of Don Quixote kind of weirdness going down now and yeah yeah I, I thought so too yeah and right, it's part then, of horror too you know I mean the whole exactly. something's wrong with my mind and I'm seeing yeah, all these right. weird things right know? mine's yeah. true right yeah, exactly. And I, I, but the thing is, it, no, the evidence seemed to be showing that it actually happened in terms of the actual body horror. It's like, wait, the other character seeing this? What's going on exactly? And that's, that's what kind of was throwing me off now. Uh, you know, you're not sure what real or not. And But if other yeah. characters seen it, then it had to be real, maybe. Yeah, and, and, and the worst part about it too, though, is that they just they, they don't answer it. Like, exactly. I know, I know, I know. Like in the genre of horror, you know, you don't have to answer every single question, right. right? But because it's playing, well, slight spoiler, mostly towards drama, especially right. in that transition I mentioned there, it's it's just kind of like, well, okay, well, you, you're still gonna explain how this thing is even possible, no? Right. Oh, okay. That that's, right. that's the thing, exactly because it, it effectively becomes a sci-fi, like it dies with it. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. A, like, I, sorry, I don't I don't want to spoil it by some transhumanism shenanigans going down, right? Like, it you're not sure what's going on in that, and I I can I, I because it was so unclear and, and and to me felt a little aimless. I couldn't get into it anywhere near as much as what Raw was. Raw had a very straightforward conceit that was yes. revealed to us throughout the story, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you, you reach to the end of it, it's like, oh, shit, that is what's going on. Great. This didn't have that, right? This had a, I'm not sure what's going on thing. It's still unclear. I get the feeling that she wanted to do two or three scripts and she didn't, like, she didn't make a choice. Like, that's how it felt to me. Right. Like, that's how it felt to me. Like, she could have do this and she, she could have do this and she decided to mash both in, in one. And that's why it didn't really come together. Because I really thought a lot of it was going to be playing. Like, on the one end, I thought it was going to play with gender. Right? 
because she, she there's a whole part of the story involving the fireman and why he, what he was about. And we saw that on the news. Then they didn't really do that. And then uh, then I thought it was, oh, they was going to play straightforward with, you know, uh, I was going to say reverse of Christine. That's all I'll say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to do that. And that doesn't seem to pay off either. Like, it wasn't clear to me what was going on. And that's how it felt. Mm. And, um, and especially, like, in the first um, act now, like I said before, where she takes this completely different, um, well, this really twisted direction, as all we right. see. Like, I thought, like, okay, so the show is going to capitalize on that. So this is this is the horror right. part of the of the body right. horror, right? But right. It, it still that's just it. came off as just shock value for the sake of it. Yeah, uh, I get that feeling as well. Um, because I, I really thought we was going to get into, like, female sociopathy and psychopathy, right? You know, kind of like how, um, we call it, Gohan Gil was like, right? You know, you have a person, and because of a big early part in the storyline, she effectively being hunted down by the police, and you, you learn why. But then they don't pay that off either, in my opinion. No, so, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it was just a kind of a, a, a mess that don't really balance so particularly well. Um, I don't hate it, but they really could have do more with this. Like, it really could have just gelled together. As I keep using that term, right? It don't gel together particularly well. Um, but it's not bad. Um, yeah, I don't agreed. know. It, agreed. It, 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 the thing is, again, I'll give this a rewatch to get some proper analysis and breakdown. Somebody going to do that. As I said, I, I too lazy for that bullshit. I have no time for that. Um, so, but you know, somebody on YouTube going, going to, the YouTube algorithm going to recommend to me some 40, 40 minutes, 40 minute video essay that'll break it down for me. Kind of maybe, I ain't sure, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah even still, I don't, I don't even think the explanation might make a lot of sense to you. Know well, mean? somebody, that's no, no, which thing, eh? like this, so, I'll know? give you an example. As I said, the, the movie that it reminds me of is like Enemy, right? Enemy was like that, where Enemy, um, I, I didn't have a clue what was going on in Enemy. I never read the book. And a couple of people did a couple explanations of it. Now, admittedly, it's some real Freudian kind of, you know, free association kind of bullshit. But it, it, the explanations made sense, like to me at least. Like, all right, I can understand that, right? A couple of people made a couple explanations. Um, I think, where's his name? Um, the fellow is follow Stockman. Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Stockman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great video. Um, break, what's, sorry, it's more. Actually, it was an analysis video, not a breakdown. An analysis right. on it, yeah. But he, he, it to me, his his thing was like, okay, I remember, I remember listening to him. I was like, oh, that made kind of sense. I don't know if you're right, but it made sense. Like at least I have that, you know. So you know, but this doesn't make sense at all, and I don't know where I'm gonna get. I don't know what the, what what they're gonna pull from to for me to enjoy it now. Because the thing is, yeah. how to make some sense, how to like pull from it in something for it to make sense to me now, at least. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I written. Right. Uh, uh, it's well made, so I'll give it a seven. But that's a low seven, going close to a six, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, it just had to gel together for me to enjoy it. But like the moments where it was going, where it was popping off and going while I was enjoying it, um, especially that that early sequence of the party. Uh, like, yeah, hey, what's going on in this party exactly? And you're not sure what the party about. He's like, wait, this, mm. why this? Why this very large black man naked? Like, I'm not sure. I know. <laughs> yeah. Which I felt it just did for, for, for humor. I, I fell out. Yeah, that, that was it, clearly for humor. That's the thing. It, it feel like she had like a bunch of ideas and a lot of it didn't come together particularly well. Um, not, And all of the ideas good, but you know, they, they're not, they're not, um, they're not roping in. It's good ideas, but they don't mix together. That's all I'll say. 
Right, right, right. Uh, I, I agree with you for the most part, man. And I know at the year's end, people are going to put this up as the best of the year because they've never seen anything so provocative and so wild and so extreme in their life, right? And again, it's from France, right? So, you know, right? right? But but still, I do agree with you, though. Um, as as unique as these ideas are, um, it really would have helped if, you know, things just kind of gelled together and flowed properly as opposed yeah. to just going in all these different directions. And I mean, I understand, yes, you have this this lead character that is fascinating, I would say, to watch, right? But, you know, it, it's even harder now when she just does a bunch of things and you're just left like, all right, why, why would you do that? Even right down to her, the, the circumstances would lead to her meeting Vincent. Like, even that, I was just like, why, why yeah. would you do that, though? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, props to Agathe, well, Agathe, if that's a name, for really pushing herself like to the limit though, like like physically um right. throughout this film though. Cause yeah, this this clearly was not an easy film for yeah, to make, yeah. man. Um and she just commit to it, right? Um at the end of the day, I I do see this as, you know, just Julia just pushing the envelope even further. You know, right. she just clearly just wanted to get a rise out of people, right? And right. um and you know it's, it's up to you whether you like that or not, right? And you know, people will dive in and try to get all these meanings out of it. I don't right. think it really makes any sense, but I'll be right. looking out for a video to, to, to explain it, but I don't think Eventually, it really would matter. You know? I, I tell you, I'm going to pop, pop, pop on YouTube, I'm going to see it. Like, it's just going to show up. I'm like, okay, and then I'll yeah. look at it. I'm like, mm, oh, yeah. that's what I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I couldn't follow it as is, to be honest, Um, in that, that sense. That, that like, what, what the connection is or what the true line is. Somebody might make sense if it don't tell me. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and yeah, at the end of the day, though, um, I mean, it's very well mean all that kind of stuff, but it really does feel like three, four ideas literally cobbled together into one film. I, I felt right. she could have just stuck with just one idea and just push it to, you know, to, to its furthest extreme now, you know what I mean? As, as as opposed to three, four ideas and then making it think, oh, well, it has a deeper meaning, but I just don't get it because of how weird it is, right? But at the end of the day, I'm gonna give this a light three out of five, man. It's it's right. right for what it is, but I would admit I I did come out of it like, all right, this this was the most shocking film of the year, though. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it probably would have been for me, though. But you know, if if the story just stuck a lot more, I would have yeah, been like, all right, it's, it's, now I yeah, now, yeah, now I see why y'all call it like so shocking and disturbing. Right. But for me, it was just like. Yeah, shock value for the sake of it, but it, right. it doesn't but really it, last. It doesn't yeah. linger on. That's all I'll say. But that's that's the sad part too, because I went in completely blind. Like I don't know what to expect or oh, okay, okay. Know. So you didn't know about the what were the pregnancy no. stuff? Right. I didn't any nothing. Like I went in oh, okay, okay. as blind as I could. I just hear this movie was shocking. That's all I knew. So like, all right, let me let me see. I didn't I didn't see anything. I just went in as blind as I could and I still right. was underwhelmed, to be honest, which is a bad sign. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah, it is, but um, I mean, Julia really has a future as far as you know, just provocative and really right. pushing body horror films. So, um, right. yeah, right. can't wait to see what she does next, man. Yeah. Uh, so moving from, from France now to Iceland, let's talk about E24's latest opus. All right, Lamp, so we, right? have, uh, we, we, we move from we move from car fucking movie to. Papa boy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and, and that's like the only spoiler we will give for for um, for Titan, by the way, right? Right. But yeah, right. Lam. Um, well, okay. So there was a trailer of it that E two four dropped. I I saw it when it came out. Um, and I was like, okay, this is this is the new film from it. Um, you know, released from E two four. Okay, okay. No, no, me rap piece, isn't it? All right, I I know. Yeah. Her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is a directorial debut from a 
uh, I'm not even going to pronounce this guy's name. Okay, I'll try. Um, Vladimir, Vladimir um, Johansson or Johansson, right? Okay. Um, first time I hear this guy, right? About this guy, sorry. So, without spoiling too much here, neither, um, we are introduced to a couple who, uh, who basically, you know, um, have this bond in, in Iceland, right? Um, right. The couple is, well, Maria, who is played by Numi. And Ingvar, I'm not even going to pronounce the guy's name, right? But he is from Iceland as well, right? And their lives is just pretty much simple, kind of dull, you know what I mean? They they, um, they have, you know, uh, sheep, you know what I mean? They, they raise sheep as well, right? And through some, well, I don't want to say through some circumstances, right? But uh, one day, um, they well, they realized that, uh, you know, a, a, a sheep of theirs actually gave birth to... <laughs> Uh, human slash sheep hybrid, right? Right. So you know the the couple just decide, well, let's just re- let, let me just take it for our own, right? Because um, it kind of yep. leads to on that um that Maria um actually lost her child, right? Um, right. so years ago, right? Uh, so they call it um Ida. Um, uh, well, and you know they just they just raise it, you know, as as is uh, as is as if it's their own son, right? Of yeah. course, you know, the child grows up now and, you know, everything seems normal. But then um, someone else is brought into the picture. That would be Ingvar's um, brother, Peter. Right. If I got the name wrong, forgive me, right? Yep. Page. And he's all like, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's all like watching this thing like, you know, what what the hell is this, right? Yeah. But even he and all gets, gets into it too because, uh, you right. know, I guess just like everybody else. Uh, and I won't lie, he's not kind of cute though. I mean, even though right. it's basically a, 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 a girl's body. But uh, a, a, a sheep's head, basically, that's right. what it is, right? Yeah. And yeah, we just kind of seen how things play out, but uh, things kind of turn for the worse later on. That's that's all we'll see. So, um, Ricardo, um, honest thoughts on on Lambe, I and, and, was... and in particular to I want to, if if you could, uh, at least related to what we've seen before with E24, because we, I mean, not to say that we've seen all of E24's films, right, but we've pretty much been championing their films for a hot minute now, I think ever right. since uh, ever since Hereditary came out, right? Um, in no, terms no, so of long this before piece. that, actually. Oh, with, um, sorry, with uh, Moonlight, I think, yeah, that was well, our first. Before that, like, the hot right, minute well, we, we, we had. Well, for right, yeah, 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 the yeah, the yeah, like the, the, the first real, real, um, like the first real instance, sorry, that I was like, ah, okay, eight to four is is a is a company to look out for. Was it Moonlight, it, right back in twenty six? Yes, dude. Yes, yes, yes. They do their movies, movies, man. They do their movies, man. Yes. No, yes, it's yes. a hot minute. A hot minute. I am up, man. Um. Yeah. So in I, relation to what we what we know and expect from them, right? Yeah. When you thought about this movie, I. Loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, but I didn't. I wasn't super super hyped on it. Um, but it's good. Like good. Like pretty damn good. Uh, but I, I dug the hell out of it. I didn't. Um, I didn't think. I, I didn't. Okay, so kind of a mistake. I didn't go into this as blind as I thought it was because I did watch a double toasted review of it before. That's the only thing. Um, okay, I I watch it afterwards, and I, right. I I pretty much agree with them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But but because I, because I went in, I should have gone in a little earlier. Um, if I didn't ask blind, I would enjoy this more, to be honest. But I thought it was great. Like when it, it pays off well, it works well. Um, I, I I just I dug the hell out of it. I had fun with it, and it works for what it's trying to do. It, it just um, you know, it it makes you give a shit about um, 
you know, it makes you give a shit about, what do you call it? About this sheep girl. This is like pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, sheep girl. Yeah. Yeah. And it, they make it work. Um, the, hmm, how to describe this, right? It's very grounded on humanistic. They, don't, they explain where the child comes from. I really thought it was something grosser. But this, yeah, we 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 all we all did. We we, we all, all did. Did. right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was that was the kind of the rather joke about it. Um, yeah, I um, I I liked it. I really liked it. Why this works? All right, so the main strength of this film and why it works is because these people mastered something. It's a little something you learn very early in film. Not sure how scientific it is, but it's called the Kuleshov effect. But for animals. All right, I, I've heard of it, but uh, you might, you mind like reminding me right. what it is. You learn, you learn very early in film class that hey, if you show like an image as gross you out, and then they show a blank face, you'll get, you're gonna get a good sen- a semblance of of uh, uh you're gonna you know, ascribe meaning onto the person's face. So it'll show you something disgusting, but you show a blank face, that means you, you assume the person might be disgusted or. If you show something erotic and then you show a blank face, you make, make the assumption that the person is going to be um, aroused in similar fashion to you. The idea is that you're projecting yourself onto a blank face. But the point is that the face is the same face. That's the point of the thing, that the editing matters more than the, the reaction of the face. The person has, doesn't have to react at all. Good editing factors more than supposed actors. That's the idea, right? That's how, at least how I understand it. They, they show the same face, they cut... They cut to something and then they cut it back. In this film, you have a human-animal hybrid. And everybody's grossed out by it, except for the two main characters, right? And including a bunch of animals. You have a bunch of animals in the farm. And all yes, the animals yes. be like, uh, what the fuck going on here? <laughs> there's, there's, getting... there's one female sheep that they keep cutting back to. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember right. Sheeps, I thought it was so funny. Sheeps. Just like, so, oh so yeah, like, what's going on? <laughs> so Ada's mother, biological mother, that is a factor. Because you're not sure if she kind of um, concerned about, well, if they're taking care of my child properly, you know. That is one. So you get that, that emotional conceit. Again, all of these are animals, eh? And, you know, let's be clear. In terms of actual science, animals have emotions and whatnot. So you, you could ascribe these things to it. But at the same time, it's just like you, you treat them, you're, you're humanizing them as well. It's what you call it anthropomorphizing them, right? And it have this dog dread. <laughs> the dog, like yes, <laughs> I forgot the name dog of the dog. Like, no, this, I think the name of it was dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. And I'm a cat. Just just little animals all around the farm. So it's like a super disturbing version of babe. Like that's how it feels. Yes, like, yes, yes. Like that, that's babe, a perfect uh, dark. reference. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's how it feels. And it was just just that edited. Just they show this thing, they cut it. They cut back. <laughs> they like Ada walks into like this. They're going to introduce Peter in the, the breakfast, and then he like he just watch them. He watch back. They cut <laughs> and they make it work. And it, like it, I don't think it meant to be a funny movie, but that shit is the, to be the source of humor. And that was hilarious. Like just the whole time, everybody, everybody like who everybody who's not except for the couple and Ada herself. Mm. Oh, let's see what fucking going on here. Yeah? Like that's how it is. That's the whole movie. And it works. You really, really feel for them. You really, you really get concerned for Ada. And then when they reveal the, what's going on, well, you learn, effectively, you learn where Ada comes from. And I thought it was going to be some, like, I thought it was going to be supernatural in a, in a certain way. But no, that's not what it is. It, pays. it is supernatural. Like, I, I think it's safe to say that this is a supernatural movie. Um, it's not some Dr. Moreau shenanigans. Uh, I do like the payoff. It, it's simple. Very simple. 
it works. And then the ending is is pretty just dis- not super disturbing, it just but pretty dark and it works. And they just play it, play it off for what it was, especially involving Numero Peace and a certain sheep. That was kind of rough. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, E24 and, and, and <laughs> the, 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 the senseless killing of animals, right? That'd be nah, nah. Like those. No, but in that, in that sense, that's in this case, because you totally right. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I try to be vague here, but, you know. Right, yeah. especially, especially knowing what she going through, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. But it is, I'll say the only conceit of it is that it's a little slow. Um, that's the only problem. A little on the slow yeah. end. But I thought that kind of work on its own framing in terms of like the pace and because they had you like, hey, what's going on here? And then when they reveal like, the special effects not perfect, but it, it, it good enough. Like they cut around it enough to make it work. Um, when they reveal what you're seeing, because remember they, when, the character, when the child was born, it has dropped and they watch each other. Again, it's all reaction shots. <laughs> I guess we'll take it reaction shots. When they, they watch each other, they're like, okay, you're not, you don't know what's going on. And then... At the end of the first act, the first one, the first way it is a part one, I forget, chapter one or whatever it is. Chapters, chapters, yeah. We see, right, we see what's going on. That revealed the story. Like, all right, the story start. I'm like, all right, yeah, I could, I could see what they, what they have me. And they keep me. And then they, they reveal Peter. They reveal Peter, have a little thing with, with the, the mother, I forget she named, um, I forget the mother name, the human mother. Uh, Maria, Maria. Yeah, right. Peter, he has something going on with she, them have a history, they, they play on that. They try to play on the whole, he tried to blackmail she a little bit. That, that was going, but that was the source of the drama. And then when they reveal the final conceit of what going on, everything play off. Like, all right, that is it. In and out. Sorry, done. It could have been a little shorter. That's the only answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I would have shaved off, but in my head, I, could, I feel like I could have shaved off for 20 minutes from this, maybe. Not sure. But I felt all of that, that 20 minutes is a, is a character stuff. And again, reaction shots. Because the idea is people have to be looking at each other. And, you know, as I say, the longer you look at each other, that means it's more drama. You know, in, in terms of cut, cut, count, you know, cut, you cut again, you, you cut back, you cut back again, you know, shot, counter shot. You know, you play, you, you play with that. That's your that whole film. It's just, that's the strength of the filmmaking. Everything is about these reaction shots. Reaction shot to the cat, reaction shot to the dog, reaction shot to the other animals. What's going on here? And everybody does like, it just, it, it, where it's called that in, um, in, in taking common knowledge, you know, the quote-unquote sheep in the room, right? Tomorrow. Mm, yeah. the that's how it is. It's just an elephant in the room type movie. It's just that sheer tension of everybody like, yeah, what the fuck going on here? <laughs> like, that's it. Without saying it. That, and it works. It really works in that sense. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, you just say a piece and I'll give a rating. All right. Um, I, if, if I have one major gripe with this show, though, like as much as I love... You know, as as, a, as we, you know, I, as I praise, I should say, eight to four films and, you know, the originality that comes with it and the, the artistry that comes with it, though. Right. I felt like just, yeah, it, it does run at a at a snail's pace, haha, <laughs> right? Um, right. And, you know, like, I understand it's to the benefit of the film, but I felt it was a little to the detriment. Um, in the sense that, you know, like, some scenes or shots will just kind of play off for a while. And you kind of understand that, okay, they just set up the the idea that, you know, just things run really slow. Like, time just kind of stands still in a sense, right? But, yeah, it, it really did make the film, you know, it, it, you kind of got the sense of how long the film was. That's all I'll say, right? Even though the movie clocks in at about, like, what, um, an hour and 45 minutes, right? But you really do feel the length of it because of how slow things are. And you feel like it's, it's intentional, but almost right. to the point, like, it's almost challenging if you, like, okay, can you... Like, okay, like, the premise is weird enough, right? But can you sit through it 
in this slow fashion, you know what I mean? And I know for some right. people that would be like a like a immediate turn off, right? right. Um and, and not just because of the premise, of course, but just because of the pacing, right? So yeah, right. I just felt like pacing wise could have been a lot tighter, just given uh really because of how simple the story is at the end of the day. And um I was surprised at how simple the story was because I was just there like, all right, something way more weirder and more complex gonna take place. But actually no it just kind of plays things out really, yeah. really straightforward. That, that that actually surprised me. Like, it, it caught me completely by surprise now, you know what I mean? Um, and I really do, do like how both Numi and uh, What's-His-Face, who uh, plays her husband, you know, just play it straight through. Right. Uh, one one thing that they, they, they do well, like you see a lot of reaction shots, though, um, very sparse use of dialogue, though, you know what I mean? Which uh, yeah, yeah, also caught me by yeah, surprise, me, was... you know? This, this is one of those movies that I legitimately miss, like, going to theaters for. Now, this is the kind of stuff you had to go to Gemstone for, right? You know, <laughs> a small screen, <laughs> a small screen, a glass of wine, and you're just soaking it in. And you're just soaking the weirdness. Because yeah, it, yeah, it, it works in that way, though, um, for, that, for that thing. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and speaking of, of, of Gemstone, boy... Um, God damn, boy. This this cinematography, boy. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of talent involved. Like, nothing about it. Like, I was... It, again, it's a, it's a A24 movie. You know, they, they had recent Spring Rickers, right? It's, they're going to get the yes. best of the best in terms of that. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. How right. oh, oh, can I forget, right? Right. Um, so, I showed that I championed when it came out back yes, then, right? Oh, back when, yeah. yeah, I love it. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so so this is very, very arty. I don't want to say arty farty, but you know, some people going like, yeah, this is all like weird, pretentious shit, but actually, no. Right. Um, it, it really does feel like, you know, one of those shoes, um, and I would actually compare it a little bit now, uh, make a contrast, I would say, to, to Titan now, where right. it has a weird premise, but it sticks to it and just carries right. it and out follows through. Yes. Like, you know, yes. Conclusion. It right. doesn't divert and go in different directions. The conclusion you know, makes uh, sense. You know, get a shock out here now. Yeah, the conclusion makes perfect sense. It does, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and seeing, and yeah, another thing well, I, I didn't expect, you know, that's the theme of loss, right? Um, right. Especially with the character that, that Numi plays, right? I can understand now in terms of that, well, you know, this is one of those shows where the character doesn't have to stop to see, oh, this is why I'm adopting this, uh, this, this right. hybrid. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, There's yeah, a moment yeah. where, um, where the guy's bro- um, brother asks, you know, what are you doing with this thing? And he just says one word in it. And it just more or less sums up why, right. why she right. does, right? So yeah, and they they get into like so you have one moment involving Peter and the, and and Ada again. He was really yeah, yeah the tension was going up, and yes, then they cut yes, back, yes. and then they cut back. And it's like okay, that makes that sense. was great though. I, I yeah, love how they do exactly. that. Yeah, that that's yeah. all you'll say, but it caught right. it, it caught me and imagine yeah. it will yeah. it will keep it will it will catch you by surprise, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, cinematography is is breathtaking. I must say though. You really feel the coolness of the of the <laughs> area and the environment. Even right now, right. that yeah, opening true. shot, great opening shot, by the way. And I love how it sets up the possibility of something dark in right. this world. No, okay, always... so that here's the thing with that. Uh, I would, uh, you know, that you know that I feel like I, f- I personally would have cut that because you know that I feel like that I feel like the opening to Predator, where it kind of sells. Uh. You right. Know, oh, you would have cut that. I, I probably would have added a little later into the no, film. Like, no, I would have like, added like maybe, up... maybe before the end of the first chapter. Like right. sorry, at the end of the first chapter, because by the way, there's three chapters in it, right? Um, right. yeah, that that would have that would have been a great way to end that that first chapter if that, if, if it was right. up to me. No, I felt I, I would have cut it because I wanted to keep the mystery because I really thought it was something grosser involving the formation of Ada and it was some Doctor Marotion and against her. Um, it could still be yeah, maybe yeah, but like I felt that felt more plausible 
given right. the situation, um, it felt more. That's all I'll say. It felt more plausible. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I really felt that, that. I would have personally cut that whole sequence. Just, okay. just going to be it kind of sold it out now a little bit. Like, okay, oh, it have, it have this, blah blah blah. It yeah. just introduced this. That's all I felt. I, 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 I felt it was it was vague enough though. But what right. I will see, right. that, unfortunately. Right is that it does make you feel like, okay, this is going to be a horror, right? And, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I like I knew it was going to be a drama, but I kind of just felt like going in, like we were going to get some... Because, you know, it's it's unique. It's, it's not natural, so it's supernatural, right? So I thought we were going to go into a little horror direction, and um, I, I felt that right. was what the, the in that, that, that particular scene was setting up. But actually, right. no, not really. It was just... Kind of sort of set in the tone of what to expect later on, right? That, that's all you say, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, the payoff actually was worth it. I would say, though, it, it uh, a gut punch. I must say, though, uh, the, the ending like actually that, that final shot was something yeah. I, did, I didn't see coming as well, too. It's right. very simple, but it, but it, it makes works. sense. That's all you say. It, it yeah, yeah, it makes so, sense. It makes sense. Like, at least, at least it makes sense. And again, I, I, well, I, I'd say it a little earlier. I don't want to say it again to spoil it, but I said it earlier. And I don't know enough about um, where, where this is, Iceland or wherever it is. Yeah. Right. So is I don't know enough about Icelandic law to say, all right, they die where they pull it from. Oh, I, I don't even think it is. It, okay. I don't even think it is um, law at all. I think it's just, right. you know, just, just invented for the show. But I could be wrong, right? Right. Um, I just want to mention this, just one last thing before we get to it, right? Um, the, 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 the song, the song choice that they use at the very end, I thought was, was pretty interesting because, um, if you are a Stanley Kubrick fan and if you're familiar with, um, with the movie Barry Lyndon, which in my opinion is the best, was, I should say, one of my all time, the all time favorite, um, costume drama. There's a particular song that, uh, this, this operatic song that, that's used, this right. classical song, sorry, that just sets up this very, sad bleak tone yeah and right. i thought it was interesting that they played at the very end but <clears throat> without spoiling anything though uh if you remember when it was introduced into the movie it involves uh, a particular character's death and is right. still one of the saddest things i've ever seen in my life right it 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 kind of hints if if you're familiar, if you're familiar, um, familiar with the movie that is it, it kind of hints at what to expect or what you should right. expect right. by the, the final shot right that's all i would say right but um yeah this this was this was different. That's all I see. It was. It was just totally yeah, different. Yeah, it, it, um, it did. I find. It, I find it did its own thing. It was in and out. It, it didn't. You didn't. Didn't overcomplicate it. It was just about the. the, the you, you totally understand everybody's decision making in this given the situation. That's why I like right. about it. Straightforward. Agreed, yeah. It 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 actually avoids all the problems I have with Titan, Titan or Titan or whatever it is, and in that sense that yeah, it really straightforward. It's a crazy situation. But it works. And yeah, I, I really dug this. I really had fun with it, to be it honest. Is, just, yeah. But it was a little slow. It was a little on the slow. Yeah, end. yeah. The, the, right. the, the slowness of it is 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 going to be a challenge. Boy. And even for me, if I if I, if I I revisit it, which which I really do want to, right? Um, right. If I could just say one last, last thing. Um, one last thing, sorry. Um, as far as E24, you know, products go, right? Um, admittedly, um, I, I don't think that this is one of their best films, right? Um, right, me too. Yeah, but okay, but yeah. what's, what's interesting, though, I must say, is that... Um, it really does feel like this was just this guy's um, Vladimir's idea. Uh, yeah. If you notice at the very beginning, there's like a shit ton of like, you know, distributed by and right. um, you know all these different companies and foundations involved. There, I just almost felt like you know this was you know um, this was part of the film festival route and eight to four. Just saw this and like, wow, we we need yeah. to have this in our catalog. So it feels like that because yeah, there's just so much it, yeah. titles and you know names that show up there. You know what I mean? So it really 
feels like this was this guy's singular vision. And yeah. E24 was like, all right, I get your vision. And, you know, we, we're all about just, you know, just showing people, bringing unconventional films, art, you know, art films to the mainstreamness. So right. I felt like it was that. But it didn't feel like, oh, E24 is the one that presented this. I, it, it really felt like it was the director and he got all these people involved. And E24 was the people who was like, okay, this is, we're going to bring this film to the masses now. This is not going to be a, a film festival thing. We're going to put this out to the masses now. And yeah, I mean, props to them for really doing that, though, for really finding this gem and putting it out there for the world to, to see for themselves, man. So, um, Rita Wise, for me, I'm going to give this uh, a lighter, decent three and a half out of five, man. I think it's, it's worth checking out, right? Um, it's, right, not right, right. One of, it's not one of my favorite uh, releases from E24, and I don't think it will be, but it is one of the, the most unique I've seen in them in a long while, though. And, you know, you really have to applaud this this company for just having the balls, like literally the balls to put something out like this, because any other studio would have just been like, nope, this that's not for us. We, we, yeah. we like stuff that, that brings butts into seats. That, like, oh my God, this is so weird and artsy and shocking. I need to see this for right. myself, right? And I fear this is the audience that's going to go and see that. Everybody else is going to stay clear of it, especially with the implications <laughs> you know, of how that, that baby is born. But um, I still say, yeah, um, it, it really does deserve you know a, a watch though. But just go in with expectations low, especially if you have pretty high standards of, of A24. And you should appreciate it, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if not, this is not, you, it's, it's, give it a look, man. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, it's not close to my, my favorite A24 film, but it's still pretty. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I dug it for what it was. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it went my time. I don't feel like I waste my time at all. And last but not least, let's okay, talk sir. about Army of Thieves, which, which uh, I did not Ricardo, watch. Let's see. Nope, because I barely tolerated Army of Dead or whatever that thing that you know, Michael Bay did. <laughs> um, or Zack Snyder, no, no, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, Snyder did. Sorry, not, not to be yeah. confused with 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 Michael right. B. Right. So I didn't watch it. I knew this was coming. I didn't care. Take it away, Matthew. Yeah. Well, here here's the thing, right? Just just to get this out of the way. Um, if you didn't care for Army of the Dead, you are not going to care for this movie at all, right? Um, this is clearly for fans of Army of the uh, Army of the Dead. Sorry. And for people who who kind of saw the glimpse, little, little potential that was in that film, right? Because um, what this is just just to kick things off, right? This is a well, I should say a pure heist film, right? What I mean by pure is that well, Army of the Dead technically was a heist film, but set during a zombie apocalypse, right? So the whole thing was about oh, well, we're gonna break into this Las Vegas casino. Because this Japanese mobster guy who played by Scorpion, you know, the actor played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat, I forget his name, uh, hired all these mercenaries and individuals and this particular safe cracker, which we're going to get into in a bit now, to break inside. Well, sorry, not even break inside, to get inside because at, at well, you know, during the events of that film, that was more or less the haven for like this large group this 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 band of you know rootless zombies right so they had to basically just get their way inside and you know break their way well sorry um unlock this to safe or whatnot and you know just get all this cash before <sighs> which which i hated in the show um this this missile which was <laughs> launched towards you know um towards las vegas you know what I mean? so they had to get all that now before that that missile dropped right but whatever right yeah so this this story actually takes place six years before um army of, army of the dead right 
which I find to be right, pretty right, weird right. because well, when is zombie surprise, surprise, the zombie apocalypse has already started. Okay, so in so my head, I thought it spread faster. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but I could be wrong with the, with the, the six, six years. Six years or six months. Uh, uh, six years or six months. It's, it's probably months, you know. Um, it's, it's probably months. Well, I know it's probably months, right? Um, but I don't think there was like an actual title card to state when it took place, right? Because um, I'll get to a slight spoiler when they actually, well, I should say, let me see now. Uh, when they actually get to the events of Army of the Dead, they say sometime later, right? But anyway, right? So we uh, centered on the character of Ludwig Dieter, right? Who is played by. Matthias, I'm not going to even pronounce his surname, right? Um, he actually is, well, not just the actor in this film, the lead actor. He's also the producer and director of this film. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, he's he doing triple duties here, man. So, yeah, props, man. So, yeah, you know, Zach gave him the, the, the green light. So, yeah, he do his thing, right? So, I can't, I can't complain about that. But anyway, so, you basically see his early days in, in Germany, right? Because as we know, Ludwig is German, right? Um, he actually has a YouTube channel, which is about, uh, which is, you know, the main topic is about safe cracking. And uh, I will lie though, I kind of relate to, you know, because he's doing this this vlog style thing. Uh, and like, as he uploads the video, he's like refreshing to see if anybody checks it out. And he gets like one, two views. And he's like, okay, well, all right, that that's my life. And he just kind of shuts his laptop off and goes to bed. And I was like, sigh. <laughs> he can relate to that, right? Anyway, so um, he, through this weird circumstance, he runs into the character of Gwendolyn Starr, who is played by Miguel Natalie Emanuel, right? Which, right. I'm sorry to say, was the reason why I watched this film, because she's in okay, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, fit, yeah, she already she already the Fast and Furious movies. Like, yeah, okay, that makes some sense. Exactly, right, right. And right. This, this really is her true showcase to show, um, and I just got to see this right off the bat, that she has a future in action films, though. Like, I really right. do see her starring in more action films in the near future. I, w- I would love to see that, right? But yeah, so um, not surprising, she is part of this crew of, you know, this this high screw base, right? So, of course, of course, sorry, we have the hacker, you know, uh, her name is Corina. She's played by Ruby Ophie, who at the moment is the real life girlfriend of Matthias. So, you know, props to you, right? Uh, we have the tough guy, the muscle, who calls himself Brad Cage. Yes, it's a, a moniker he has because, uh, you know, you know when it comes to these heist films, you always have the, you know, the the one scene or the montage that shows you, you know, how they were at a young age, right? So this particular individual was obsessed with, you know, with act with American action films, but th- th- this this guy actually was influenced by Nicolas Cage films. So yeah, there's a shot of him right, right, right. watching Con Air of all shows, right? right, right. That's why he came up with the name Brad Cage, right? We have Rolf, who is the getaway driver, because, you know, we have to have the getaway driver, right? Uh, he is played by Guz Khan. And, you know, while I was watching him, like, um, actually, in real life, he has, um, he's of Pakistani Punjabi descent, right? Muslim, right? But I, I swear, like, there were moments where I was, like, watching him and the way he was talking, and I swear, like, he have a bit of Caribbean. This inside of him, you know, like, it's something about the way how he talks at times. It has a bit of a Caribbean... You know, twanged it, you know what I mean? But that, that that's just me. That's why I noticed, right? Yeah, and I mean, plausible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, basically, yeah, that that's the team right there. And the plan is, because, you know, it, it relies on you remembering the events of um, 
Army of the Dead, right? But you know, they kind of remind you, right? So basically, remember in Army of the Dead, there was this particular um, safe. It has this right. German name. It's based off of um, this opera from Wagner, right? It's this long Wagner, opera yeah. thing. Yeah. Right, I forgot the name of it, right? Um, but basically, there's four of those safes, right? And um, actually, there's a there's actually a really great backstory that um, well narrated by by Ludwig, which talks about the history of it. A really really great uh, backstory. Say one of the best moments of the show, right? So that last one, which was in Army of the Dead, was believed to be lost, right? But right. they don't really explain it, but truth of circumstances is there in Las Vegas, right? But point is, the first three are in different areas in Europe. So I think one's in Paris, the other one's in um, the Czech, uh, Czech uh, Republic, and the other one Czech is Republic, in... Uh, right, yeah. yeah, Czech Republic, sorry. And the other one is in Sweden, I believe it was, right? <clears throat> so the goal is to, yeah, just... just break into those thieves now and slight spoiler and bit of a disappointment not not so much steal every dollar bill from those thieves but just kind of come out of it knowing that yes we were able to break into three of the most legendarily impenetrable thieves in history and we have that you know that 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 um we, we, we have that as part of our resume, basically, before the world turns to shit because of the zombie apocalypse. And that's pretty much it, right? Of course, when it comes to these movies, you have the, you have the, well, in this case, you have the Interpol guy, you know, who is hunting these guys down and he's been following them for months now. It's like, oh, I know you because you were in this job and, you know, you were in this Italian job. Ha ha, badooms. Or something like that, right? So I'm going to track you down. Ha ha. And, you know, it's the, you know, try to be one one step ahead of the of the, of the, of the anti-heroes and all that good stuff, right? And I'll stop here, right? So um, if all of this sounds familiar to you, it because it's because it, Pretty much is, yeah. Um, if, if you've seen one heist film in your life, you've pretty much seen Army of Thieves. You kind of know where the story is going to go. Um, if, you, if you're familiar with stuff like The Italian Job or, um, right, right. or you know, Ocean, the Ocean's Trilogy or quite recently Lupin, right? If you're familiar with those shows, then you just kind of know what to get to, right? It is, you know, just these... European locations, and I would say one of the big sells of this of this movie here is the mostly European audience. I'm uh, sorry, cast. You know, uh, you have British, you have French, um, Swedish actors. Uh, I th- yeah, I think there's a, a couple of Swedish actors as well too, but you know, mostly British, French, and German. You know, actors in it, right? Um, very rarely you would see an American actor too. I, I think they were prop. Well, sorry, they are, which you know, I wouldn't see where or who, but they are, right? Um, so you kind of get the sense instantly of what it's about, uh, what he just says, right? But the cell of this is the lead himself, right? Um, Ludwig, right? And I would say if you liked him in Army of the Dead, you'll 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 enjoy him here. But uh, the 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 thing is with me now is that because I I cared little about the characters of Army of the Dead. I just kind of saw this guy. I was like, "All right, well, he's he's charming, yes. Um, he's he's a likable goofball, yes. He he he, he cracks, you know. He, he's he's awkward. He's socially awkward, and he can't explain why. But you know, at times he would see it, do things that just make you roll your eyes. He would see some. I just be like, yeah, oh. yeah. You know, it's that I, type of character, you know. My thing is, I knew I knew they was gonna do more with him because they were hyping up him too much. Now. Like it's too much. You have too much screen time. You have too much jokes. 
is that. That's why I didn't really um nothing about it. Is that surprising now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he even does that. Like, okay, so they they kind of set up that he's a coward, and and even with all this sh- uh, all the story and development, all that kind of stuff like that. Sorry to say, he he he's, it still ends with him being a coward. You know what I mean? Like he, he does take a little action at times. Like he does take action, right? But you know, like okay, so slight spoiler is a moment where he throws a punch, and then when he throws a punch, he's like ah, you know, we like like screaming like that. That it's it's played for last, but he just kind of really eyes like oh gosh, right? Like oh, like like y'all really take him yelping like a little school girl is supposed to be funny like it wasn't funny the first couple of times you use it here it wasn't funny when it was in army of the dead especially when he was um teamed up with uh uh i, I, I forgot homeboy's name the, the the black guy the the muscle right yeah it, it it didn't really work with me it worked then and it doesn't work now so sorry it, it, it just didn't work for me but again if you like the character well i guess you just find him to be the most hilarious thing ever right but he's he's likable. I'll I'll give it that much. And he does hold the film down together, right? And I must say, from a directorial right. perspective, he yeah he he do anything like he he really did impress man. I, I must say, uh, it it just felt really professional, just very slick. Um, I will say this about there's a few title cards that just be able grown. Uh, you, you know when right. it comes you know when it comes to shows like this, they do you know will hop it right as I called right. So you know they always have that. Uh, I forget what you call that that technique where you have the titles integrated into the shot so it feels like it's part of the shot, like it's um like it's an actual part of the of the landscape basically. You know it's that David Fincher panic room thing, but they adapt it here. Yeah, so they do that, though, but I just felt like those title cards just look really cheap. You know, what I mean? it just had me like, ugh, every time I saw them. You know, what I mean? but that's just my my nitpick, right? Um, and you know, as well, I would say with with Natalie Manuel, I I thought that she was great in this though. Um, I mean, she is very very likable. I must say though, and right. she 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 actually you know um held her own man. Like she did actually a, a few really really dope action scenes. I mean, yeah, they they do some you know um some some camera work around to kind of you know um you know right. like editing the camera work stuff. Well, but I see, still, you, know, you the, could the tell take out, the take out problem. Yeah, I don't. No, well, well, not too much. Not, not too much. Of okay, right, you okay. could tell what what's being done and whatnot. But right, well, um, I what I I've seen because there was a little 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 behind the scenes stuff for uh which is show during um Tudum, right the the online event right and yeah it's it's, it's not the like throwing throwing blows like like for real yeah so. Um, and she does have the look, right, to to you know to to be in an action films, and you know it's, it's amazing that she pretty much you know got that that break, that action break, I would say, uh, from from Furious, from Fast Furious Seven, right, and she just stuck with it. So um, I am really like excited. Like, I really think that um, she has a bright future as far as you know, just doing action films, right. I would love to see her actually like lead a film, right. But you know, for for now, this is what we get, right. Um, <clears throat> Supporting cast is 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 good for what they are, but unfortunately, outside of Ludwig and Gwendolyn, I felt like everybody else was just uh just caric the, the caricature caricature sorry, but it just felt like cliches, right? So you have the hacker, right? And yes, she's socially awkward as well. There's there's actually a moment involving who um tried to hit on on um on Ludwig, right? Like literally, right? But you know, of course, not surprising. Ludwig has eyes for Gwendolyn, and I don't blame him. You know what I mean? So it's it's like that, right? Brad is the the jealous boyfriend of Gwendolyn, so you kind of know how that's gonna go, especially when Ludwig comes in, 
Rolf is the is the comic relief, so you kind of know what to expect there. Um, but really, like as far as like really cliche character do, how to be that Interpol guy, Delacroix, uh, Delacroix, that's his name, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, um, just cookie cutter. We have to get these guys, and they're gonna be at this casino, and we have to stop them. And ah, we chase after them, and then you know, cursing. And every time, every time he loses them, it's you know, it's just that been there, done that. You know, we always have to have that character. You know, like you know, like most recently we saw it with uh, with Lupin, right? You know, that 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 yeah, scene right. archetype, right? And yeah, here we don't knock any actor do, but just um, character wise, it was just the same old same old. And right. I think what made it even more awkward and annoying was just the fact that he was an American. Not just the actor, of course, but just, be, but, you know, just the fact that he was trying to speak English. That's all we'll see. It, it just made it just way, way worse to stomach, right? Um, as far as where the story goes, not really, nothing spectacular or, you know, nothing really wow me. You just kind of watch it and, you, you know, it, it, it entertains you, right? It's, it, like I say, very well made. Um, Hans Zimmer actually co 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 um, compose the score for this. I was like, what? Okay, all right, Hans. All right, I know you and um, Zach is his buddies. You know, I, I know he he pushed it to a limit with with BVS, but all right, uh, I didn't know they was still working together, so to speak. You know, but um, he 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 does a, a great job in terms of just making the the music feel very light, very adventurous, very fun, right? And it's 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 quite interesting, you know, see that this is a prequel to. A pretty dark, um, but still humorous though, um, zombie heist film with Army of the Dead, right? So it's pretty interesting. Um, as far as linking it to the zombie apocalypse, though, um, like they, they do they do make the effort to kind of let you know, yeah, this is this is the sea world, right? So this is basically in the early stages of it. So of course, it's in the states. Um, but for the life of me, I I couldn't remember in Army of the Dead. If the if the outbreak spread to other parts of the world or especially Europe, right? Right, I, I can um, follow. I can follow. I, the, I, I the don't remember. Either. Yeah, yeah, because it really I, I, I set up like it's only in the states, well, specifically in you know in the Nevada area, wherever it is. That you know, I mean, I I could be right. I, I can't remember, right? And that show was like what months ago. Well, that, yeah, that, it oh. was. It was. It was. They were transporting something. It it escaped. I think they were transporting it, like the virus effect. It's like military people. So it, uh, so Las right. Vegas was like the main thing like you mean yeah. because it, it went to las vegas first. and they did the court of las vegas so like i could understand why it is that the, the virus would have start in terms of the news but you say six years though right like, it had to be six months like i don't yeah think it, it, it had to be but but then right. again um because i'm just uh, yeah i i swear they said six years or six months i, I honestly can't remember right but yeah um they they do some interesting i would say bitter sh- uh bits of foreshadowing in terms of what would happen to Ludwig in Army of the Dead um, right, involving right. zombies as all we'll see um, and I, I, I actually kind of appreciate it for what it is in terms of uh, in terms of reminding the audience yes it's in the same universe right but at the same time I would have just kind of removed them and you know this this is like one of the weirdest things about this show right that this is what makes it kind of hard to really to really critique right because at its heart it is a very basic by the numbers heist for right but it catches it's set in this world of army of the dead right but it kind of trusts you to know about army of the dead for you to to really give a shit right because as uh, uh, sorry like the whole zombie stuff is just it's just background noise it's just kind of just there to just as a reminder but ultimately it really doesn't matter because it's not really about that right and 
like I don't know. Like I, I just feel like what would have been it work do and you know just 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 simple little narrative little tweaks. Let let the, the zombie apocalypse itself take place in in Germany wherever it is, right? But not as not full blown as it was in in Vegas and Army of the Dead, right? But just the early beginnings of it, right? So, you know, like on the on the brink of it, basically. So literally minutes away from them achieving their job, the the goals and whatnot, people are already getting infected. That would have make sense, right? But they did take it away from the high stuff. And I understand that they wanted it to be like a pure heist film and not be about zombies. But again, it's the same world, right? So, you know, it, it's one of those give and take things, right? But at the, at the end of the day, it, it really is for the fans. It's really for people who really enjoyed Army of the, Army of the Dead. Sorry. And I know there are some people who, who enjoyed it. Um, I, and you know, you too, we didn't really care for it though. Like, you know, Premise-wise, yeah, I would say, like, yeah. premise-wise, it is one of the most original, quote-unquote, I- zombie ideas you've seen in a while. Oh, sorry, set pieces or premises, I must say, right? But still, it just didn't capitalize on it too much, though. It took itself way too seriously. It ran way too long. And I just didn't care for the ending at all. I just felt it was just too bleak for the sake of it. Like, oh, it's a zombie film, so we have to end things bleak. But no, not exactly. Like, you don't have to. Like, make it fun. Don't, don't just make it fun and then just stop at the end and, oh, people are dying, so now you should care. Like, come on. Like, stick to, stick to a tone, stick to a feeling. I felt I didn't do that. With here, though, uh, with Army of Thieves, however, you know, they made things fun, right? And, and I'm there like, all right, so so why why the previous film could have been like this? That, right. that scene, similar, that scene, uh, whimsical or what that but you know have a sense of fun and adventure and nah? in, 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 you know with army of, of the dead it was just all super serious never so often we'll drop jokes but the jokes fall flat and we don't care about the characters and all that kind of stuff right um so at the end of the day, i guess if you enjoy heights films you'll enjoy this if you like seeing you know these super smart teams you know be one step ahead of the of the interpol and the fbi and the police then you'll enjoy this right but um in, in no way that this is is this film doing anything spectacular or new or different, and I guess the only sell is that well it's it, you know during a zombie apocalypse, but even that and all too don't really add up to anything because that's just in the background and it's it's, it's flat out forgettable though, and it's almost the point you could have just removed this altogether and wouldn't it wouldn't have even mattered. Right, that's to right. show just how insignificant it was though, but. I already said how we could have how that could have been fixed. Like let the zombie stuff be part of this wheel already. But I, I think the real reason where it is, the real reason behind this, before I get to read it, is a budgeting. Because the, 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 the zombie stuff that you do see is basic zombie stuff. It's not like big budget, like see how um Army of the Dead was where you just saw hundreds of, of zombies. It's just like in this case, you see like a a, a news clip. And you just take one or two or three or four zombies biting someone, and you just see for like a short period of time, right? Or the moments involving, um, well, I should just say, like, slight spoiler, uh, dream sequences with, with Ludwig, right? And him dreaming about being killed by zombies, right? That's it, right? Uh, so, other than that, like, I feel it's just a budgeting. Like, we just couldn't spend so much money, so we kind of keep things small scale, or we just kind of keep the zombies to the to the background so you know it, it feels like that right like you just didn't want to give um uh matthias that much money <laughs> as far as right, to, right, you right. know make this film I, I feel it's that but um you know with this well remember this is part of a franchise right so apparently the next one we're getting is planet of the dead 
And you will review it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just love the fact that you just give up on this franchise. Yeah, yeah, long time. This movie come out. Long time, long time, long time. You're not even going to no, give this is, another chance. Because if, like, if, wow. if, okay, here's the thing. I might have get a blight if Snyder was still involved. Like if Snyder was it was Snyder thing, maybe. But right, like it's, just, it's just these side people are side people are Snyder. Come no man. Yeah, I, I agreed, agreed. And you know, well, okay, well, in this one, well, this upcoming one, Zach is going to be directed it. So, um, okay. for one you. thing, I, I, I do expect <clears> it <throat> to follow up from Army of the Dead, especially with the way how it ends. And, you know, I wanted to stick to its team because, yeah, Army of Thieves, it, it did stick to the team, which I guess is the right. point. But at the same time, it just kind of underwhelms because of that, but whatever. But again, you know, Again, if if you're a fan of the original movie, you'll enjoy this. But I I imagine people who enjoy the first film might just come out of it like, uh, you know, <laughs> that they're seeing this. This this honestly could have been just a random heist film. Like it didn't need to be part of this universe, but I guess it was because it was right. So I guess you had to take it as it is. So uh, rated wise, um. Strong two and a half to a light three out of five, man. Um, uh, it is what it is. If you want to see it, see it. it. It really doesn't add a lot to the world of Army of the Dead. I, I guess what it does is just really shows you why um, why Ludwig was the perfect person to... to that, that's really what the movie's about. It's just really to show why Ludwig is such a, a, an awesome safecracker. Why he's the best safecracker in the world. And that's right, really right. it. Not, nothing okay. really much, right? Right. So, okay, I, I, I guess if you really enjoy safe cracking or the world of safe cracking, you will appreciate this film. <laughs> yeah, but um, again, if you've seen one heist film in your life, you've seen this, you know where the story is going to go. It really doesn't do anything interesting or spectacular. It, it thinks, or at least it assumes that because it's set in the world of Army of the Dead, that should make things interesting. But no, because... Everything else is just so straightforward. I just like, yeah, been there, seen that. It's just like, you know, you, you could have just removed these zombie stuff and it wouldn't have even mattered. You wouldn't have even missed it. That that's just how it is. So if you care to see it, see it. But uh, I know for me I, I gotta forget this in about a, a couple of days or so. But I am curious to see um where this this franchise goes, man. And like I said before, I want to see Natalie Manuel stand more action films and just kick more ass and you know, Matthias really come through as a great director, man. So I want to see right, him make right. you know, more films in the future. But as far as this Army of the Dead franchise thing is, I I, I don't know. Like, this should, it, it should have just been a one-off movie and done. But remember, this is from the guy who, you know, gave us, you know, the Justice Trilogy, right? And, and could have given us more, but thankfully that didn't play out like that, right? So I guess this is his 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 next, his next opportunity at making a real franchise. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see how that plays out, right? Right, right. Alright, so with all that being said, uh Ricardo, where where can we find you online? Apasat RMADDY, that is at RMADY on Twitter, RDM. And then you can type in Ricardo Medino on Facebook, you'll find me there. Alright, on Twitter you could find me at BBB Pod. Sorry, at Twitter you could find me at BBB Radio Pod. Uh YouTube you could find me at BBB Radio. Instagram, Matt Bailey BBB. Facebook BBB Radio Podcast. Already, links will be provided. Uh, if you click on the link tree, 
uh, link in the description to this uh, podcast here. Uh, of course, you will find your links to you know this episode here and the other stuff we've done for BBB Radio and Retrospect Reviews and, of course, BS Beats and Billy. Uh, so stuff to look forward to because we're just close to, you know, November 1st, right? Right. Uh, we have Eternals that's coming right. out next, well, next week times recorded here. Uh, been hearing some things about it. You know, currently is the lowest rated MCU movie and people are like, boy, yeah, it's well, going to be trash and boy. Right, right, right. right. Well, we, I hear, I hear, what I'm hearing is some some bombing shenanigans going on. So that's why, I'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna watch it for sure, but um, right. this this ain't gonna be an IMAX show at all. This gonna be a, this not gonna be an IMAX screener. By the way, IMAX apparently is back up and running because they're selling tickets now to to see okay. Turtles. So, but um, okay. I'm 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 good. I I'm not gonna hit an IMAX for this man. Sorry, I just hear things about this man, right? Just things I have a word, right? Uh, also, the harder they fall. This is right. one of my. Most highly anticipated shows yeah. of the year. Um, can't wait to see his hair. Great things about it. There's a track that came out with Jay-Z and Jada Kiss, okay. I think. And okay. Conway, Good. the machine, re- representing Griselda. I haven't listened to it. I heard a little snippet of it on Instagram. It sounds it sounds dope. It sounds dope. It sounds dope. I think the name of it is King Kong Rhythm. So I guess it's a reference to like, uh, you know, old school dance hall. I think that's what they're going for. Um, right. But I will. I want to hear to the context of the of the movie. I think they'll probably run it through, you know, during end credits. But yeah, I'm excited as hell for it. Uh, I think it's really going to kick ass and whatnot, right? Um, there is a documentary that's coming out very soon on VOD called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, right? Um, okay. You know. Which I've been hearing a lot about as far as you know the, the film festival circuit. Uh, it's this three-hour documentary about um, the history of folk horror movies, and uh, right, nice you know, it's, it's funny that you know, well, you know, this coming out. Uh, well, it's supposed to come out actually um, on the weekend of Halloween, but they pushed it back a week afterwards. But I've been hearing nothing but praise about it, so I'm ex- I'm excited. Actually, for Halloween, I'm gonna take it a few of those folk horror films as well. So when we right. read folk horror, we stuff like um, you know, like quite recently, Midsummer, or like if you want to go way back, um, The Wicker Man, and you know, Witchfinder General, and The Witch, right? So stuff like that, you know, based off of folk legends and all that kind of stuff. So, and you know, uh, for me, you know, just that, that scene, I want to jump into the horror genre, but. If there's a, a genre I, I would like to jump into as far as like you know writing and whatnot, I think I think the folk horror stuff would work. Like I, I'm, I'm talking as a as a Trinidad, yeah. I, I think that's like right. the, the best route as far as you know telling really weird stories. You know, with our flavor to it, right? Um, also, what else we have? We have Doom Patrol season three, which I haven't even started. I'm gonna try to check that out. We also have Supergirl the final season. I haven't started that right, neither. Right. Right. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. We actually right. got the yeah. you know a legit trailer of it. Really dug right. it. Um, I really think that the show is gonna be great though. But at the same right. time, and this is coming from a fan who you know of a fan of the show actually. But I still have my fingers crossed. I still have a little reservation or two. Mine play out as 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 great as we will expect though. But I feel it. I feel any heart. I feel any the soul and the effort into the show. So um, it's one of those those instances where there's no way this thing could feel, but it could still feel. You know what I mean? So keeping fingers crossed, right? Um, there's Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out. There's Last Night in Soho. Even though I hear right. iffy things about it, I still want to see it, right? Right, right. right, right. Um, Second half of Masters of the Universe Revelation, right? Right. Yes. That, 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 the spoil, I find that trailer spoiled that. I hate that it's spoiled. I kind of bother watching that trailer. 
I didn't watch it at all because yeah, I don't no, want anything spoiled. Right it, it is spoiled something kind of real dread do. Like that real dread do. Uh, Amma Peel is, is, is a villain, right? Is a, is a, is a villain that comes, no, right? No, okay, no. Okay, 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 okay. No, that's, no, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Because sure, it's spoiled. Sure. Yeah. Right, okay, okay, right. Um, and just a couple things, couple, right? Uh, Hawkeye, we're supposed to get the first two episodes right. uh, around the right. end of November. Excited sure. for that. Yeah. And yeah, just just for the rest of the year, man. Just a lot of yes, stuff. Um, yeah, because, lots, because lots this, yeah, a bunch of stuff. But uh, And then, of course, The Matrix. Hopefully, that'll be coming yes. out, you know. Right. Yeah, well, um, which yeah. It, it, it better it better land in, in Trinidad on the yeah, 22nd or, yeah, or, or, of, of, uh, of December, which is, you know, the official date. Yeah. Um, and and this, this the last thing I'll see, and then we'll, we'll end. I think, well, well okay, so not surprising we're going to do uh, a special episode of that, right? It's, it's uh, just let you all know one time, it's going to be spoiler heavy. We're going to just just dive deep into this 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 sequel and see if it works right uh right. but on top of what along with that too uh well i really think that i will have to watch that show probably twice yes i'm lucky that it's it's going to be out on hbo max as well so gonna hit it gonna gonna hit the big screen gonna see it there first and then i feel afterwards i'll watch it on hbo max just to see oh what was misstated what was said what i didn't pick up on the first time and then i could dive in and say ah this is what really went on this is what i think gonna happen or whatnot right but yeah uh expectations are high for this one though uh i really feel that this is just designed to be an apology for how matrix um you know rev- um i will say revelations um revolutions Revolutions, revolutions. I say revolutions. Oops, right? Taking, taking masses universe too. Yeah, yeah I, I really yeah. think it's, it's going to be an apology for that. But I'm really, really curious and excited no, well, to see. Yeah. Wait, uh, sorry. Go. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever this is, this was Matthew Bailey and Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of BBD Radio. So until the next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Um, I guess you could say happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, yeah, peace. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs>